Catch a big old woman gonna come in the floor. Got my back woman, I do a floor. I'm an F F M A L E from the ghetto. Yeah, she got a brain instead of those. She work fine and I still got time for the metro. Passing on the way and forget Hello, and welcome to episode 24 of Black Girl Squee. Uh, as you know, this is the place where we celebrate black girl magic with a squee. A loud, ear-piercing squee. And uh, <laughs> so I'm Didi, also known as Death Daughter on Twitter. And I'm Enda, also known as Enda's Corner on Twitter. She, she is the high-pitched squee. Um, you can contact us uh, on Twitter. Uh, our podcast feed is... Uh, Black girl at Black Girl Squee. Um, Inda's Twitter is at Inda's Corner, like you said. Um, my Twitter is at Dust Daughter. And our Tumblr is blackgirlsquee.tumblr.com. You can listen to the show there um, or on our new um, Simplecast page, blackgirlsquee.simplecast.fm. Um, our email is blackgirlsquee at gmail.com and we're also on iTunes if you want to uh, listen to us there and rate and review so um, as always we want to remind you of our spoiler policy and that is we spoil shit mm. uh, especially how to get away with murder which is we only got a month or two so our show comes back, girl. The shakes. The shakes are... Yeah. I'm ready. I know. And, um, and also Underground on uh, WGN. Um, we also cuss a lot and talk about peeing. Mm-hmm. Um, two of our favorite things to do. <laughs> and... Uh, we also have a listener survey if you want to fill it out and let us uh, give us some feedback on how to improve the show. And we'll link to that in the show notes. So now that we've got all that out of the way, let's get into our squee-worthy news. Want to start us off, Inda? All right. And the first item in squee-worthy news, if you know the little girl from Blackish. Marseille Martin, she's going to play the lead in Amazon's Melody, 1963, Love Has to Win, an American Girl story. Now, if you don't know, American Girl um, are these, uh, it's this really popular line of dolls, and they've recently gotten to be much more inclusive and much more diversified in terms of representation. And so, I guess now, they're making movies and all that, so... The character she's playing is 10 years old and is the midst of the 1963 civil rights movement in Detroit and the special will focus on Melody's realization of the violent breadth of racial inequality in 1960s America. Wow. That's deep for her to be yeah. just a little kid. I know, right? All right. But uh, they said that the special was written and executive produced by Allison McDonald, and she recently penned an episode of The Roots Revival, and it's directed by Tina Mabry of Queen Sugar, and it's going to be executive produced by Commons Freedom Road Productions. So, 
It's gonna be black, blackity black. Yeah, real black. <laughs> real black, real heavy. But um, Marseille. Uh, she's an amazing little actor. I'm like really surprised by now. She hasn't gotten like a supporting nod for um, blackish right now because I mean she's she's actually very astute, very wise. I kind of wish she didn't have to be at her age, but she is. Mm-hmm. But um, you know. Good, good for her. I'm glad to see that she's getting to do other things. You know, she's talented. So, so to Marseille, we give a big scream. <laughs> um, next up. Oh, I'm glad I get to do this one. <laughs> um, <laughs> um. This is about uh, the restoration of a film that's close to my heart and um, is the reason for my uh, Twitter name. Um, um, Julie Dash directed the wonderful film Daughters of the Dust and released it in 1991. And it was the first movie directed by a black woman to get a wide theatrical release. And um, it's gotten lots of critical acclaim since then um, for the um, visual language of the film. And thanks to your favorite artist, Beyonce, um, and her visual album, Lemonade, that was, uh, that, you know, uh, borrowed heavily from several sources, but one of them was Julie Dash and um, the visual language that she used. Um, It helped um, move things along for uh, Daughters of the Dust to be uh, digitally digitally restored and re-released. So um, Cohen Media Group did a 2K restoration and now the movie is set to be re-released in theaters uh, starting November 18th. So, hey, man, it's only like four days away from my birthday. And, okay. Wait, I, I'm, I'm getting this feeling like this away from mine. <laughs> I'm saying. <laughs> Wait, so but, this movie has to come to Madison and somebody has to come see it with me. Has to. Uh-huh. It just has to. Some some somebody um, I'll I'll put out my PayPal if y'all want to um, <laughs> help me help me get a plane ticket. Um, but uh, I feel like maybe they was looking out. They were like, "Yeah, his daughter on Twitter. Her birthday is coming up. We need to re-release this movie." Oh wow! <laughs> it has nothing to do with Julie Dash at all. I know, right? Um, <laughs> Uh, nothing to do with this is an absolutely groundbreaking film at all and it's, it's 25 years since it's nothing to do with that it's about me yes um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm gonna get my Volta Swift on anyway um, <laughs> the so um, Julie Dash was interviewed by Vanity Fair and said that the restoration was already in the works before um, Lemonade came out, but um, due to the uh, 
the when Lemonade come, came out, their um, Daughters of the Dust started trending on Twitter, and people were um, people were picking out the visual references to the movie in um, in Lemonade, and it helped speed things along. So now we're going to be able to see this movie again on screens um, in November. And that's amazing. So I just have to say I'm really happy for Julie Das. I mean, just last night she was at um, Issa Rae's uh, premiere for um, Insecure. And they also got a screening of Queen Sugar there. So she is actually very, very supportive of other black women making yeah. films and doing things. And so to you know have this happening and all of this now at the same time and people going back and um, understanding the legacy behind this film is just really awesome. It's really special. And I'm so happy for her. Yeah, um, she was also asked in this interview about... Um, Ava DuVernay um, becoming the first black woman to helm a $100 million picture. Mm. And she was just super excited and enthusiastic and happy for all of these black women who have kind who she has sort of paved the way for. So hopefully um, not only with this restoration, you know, we'll um, have a new generation of people, appreciating her work but hopefully she'll continue to get work in the future um so she can continue to influence um uh black directors uh black women directors um coming up yes so to julie dash to uh my namesake movie (laughs) daughters of the dust we give a loud Holy shit, that was loud. Okay. <laughs> it's Daughters of the Dust. Come on. Yes, I agree. <laughs> All right. Okay, so and our next um, item of news. Dog, did I? Okay. Yeah. Well, of course, we talked about it last week, but it just ended the week before. Black Girl Magic just completely took the spotlight at this um, year's Olympics. Black women in the U.S. and all over the world just killed it. I mean, I think of all of the U.S. medals. Black women won about 24 of them. The U.S. won, like, what, how many medals? Like, I think it was more than 100. And black women won, like, at least two dozen of those. And if you saw this picture circulating, um, when the U.S., the Great Britain, well, not Great Britain, England, and Jamaica won um, all all the medals in that. Um, well, it was one of the the races. All of the medals in that um, category went to black women. Yeah, our, uh, yeah, and then one of the track and field races, um, um, black American women won all three medals. Yes. Um, and they were just stunting on the yes. <laughs> on the awards podium. <laughs> yes, Simone Biles carried the flag during the closing ceremonies. Yes, I mean, wow! This was like no matter how you feel about the Olympics, no matter how you feel about you know 
nationality and all this stuff like that just seeing all these black women stunt and shine wow oh wow if I forgot to mention I hope I say her name right Ibathaj Muhammad she is the first Muslim American woman to win a bronze medal in fencing so go ahead and she um, did her sport wearing her hijab so she represented she represented Mm -hmm. It was just, it was just, it was just, it was just all so. It was beautiful. You see all of this beautiful black excellence yes. and the diversity of women, black women within the diaspora, yes. just, you know, representing all their different countries and um, in all these different sports. You have fencing, shot put, swimming, water polo, gymnastics, track and field. This <laughs> Everything we in it, yeah, we in it, yeah. and we're doing excellent in it, and it's just, ah, oh, it's just inspiring, and it's going to inspire a new generation of um, black women athletes, and ah, oh, it's just, it's just great, yeah. So, so to all these wonderful black women who just became heroes uh, for so many people. Um, Just have to give you a applause and a huge (laughs) (laughs) And Simone Biles got kissed by Zac Efron. Oh, and she was so cute with it. She was so cute with it. Well, I don't know her, her, her Brazilian boyfriend might have something to say about that. Oh, he just gonna have to keep talking to Simone. <laughs> Simone okay. Oh, I'm just so glad to see her having all that fun and just, you know, being happy and being a girl. You know. Exactly. And I'm so glad. I'm so happy for her. She makes me happy. Yes. And Leslie Leslie Jones was there getting her school yeah. on and just uh, Look, she was her tweets were so funny. They were like, Hey, come to Rio and she got a plane ticket to go to Rio. <laughs> How can I have it going on like that? And she was like she was she was supporting all the black girls. Like yeah. you could like Michelle Carter, the um the shot diva. Oh yeah took a picture um took a picture of her she took a selfie but you could see leslie jones up in the um, up in the stands cheering her on it was like she is the olympic super fan and it was so good to see her having a good time too so um oh wow um yeah so then um moving on to our next uh bit of squeeworthy news um of a musical nature now yeah sid the kid from one of our favorite bands the internet has a new song um that she put out on soundcloud it's called amazing and it's a really it's just a really cute little uh love song and uh and um you know it's just good that that get to hear every now and then she just drops a new track on soundcloud and you know blesses blesses the fans so when are we uh gonna get a new internet album though (laughs) (laughs) 
she go she gonna take the place of uh yeah. Franco without me. Yeah, I know uh, right. So <laughs> but um so just giving us a little taste. Yeah. Um and we wanna give uh Sid a squeeze. Yeah. Thank you for the new music. Yeah, I mean check it out. She just has this really smooth, silky, you know, sweet voice and it just goes so well on that track. I I like it. And she could just write. She you yeah. can tell you can tell a girl got game. Yes. Yeah. The way she writes. Yeah. Her songs. You can you can almost hear her spitting that game to somebody. <laughs> All right, Sid. All right. All right. See you. <laughs> okay. Moving on to some more awesome black girl music. Santa Gold released a video for her track Banshee, which is off of her um, album 99 Cents. And this is actually a very visually stunning video because she worked with artist Kara Walker with this. Um, in fact, Kara Walker and Ari Marco Polis, I think that's how it's pronounced, they directed the clip. And so if you know Kara Walker, she's known for these cutout figures that she does. And so they're playing with the cutout figures in the. Um, video and it just goes really well you know with this track because um, Santa Gold is to me she's one of the um, most creative forces in music um, um, next to Missy Elliott because I think they were both doing really innovative and cool things you know um, sonically and so to see her you know make a visual um, accompaniment with uh, Carol Walker is just this is all sort of black girl magic here. So it really is, because because Carol Walker is in the video. Yes, and she's and she and Santa Gold are just hanging out, playing with puppets and cutout figures, and yeah. it's just kind of it's just fun to watch them having fun. Yeah, um, it's fun to see them controlling the images of black women instead of being controlled by somebody else who probably isn't a black woman. So, yeah. So that's what I took away from the video. Yeah. Um, so with Kara Walker, cause her subject matter is always so heavy. And so mm-hmm. I kind of see it in this context where she's with another black woman and they're, they're playing. Yeah. You no, know, it's just, wow. Just yeah. And the song is so, I mean, the song itself is just so yeah. colorful, yeah, it's, um, it's the way that it sounds. And, uh, it's a banger. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's one of my favorite tracks from the album. But, um, yeah, so for it to, you know, for them to be playing and having fun and just, you know, almost being carefree. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's just a fun um it's just a fun visual to have from the album and you know if it makes you think about other things then you know that's 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 great too and um so to santa gold and to carol walker we give a (laughs) (laughs) now um this next item uh Again, I want to say Shadow and Act, I love you, and I'm glad that you got your own sight. But this is the second time. 
that you have spoiled stuff about WGN's Underground. Why? Why, man? Why? Um, I mean, I didn't. I I I don't get to see Underground live, so the finale. I had to wait a day for the to watch the Underground season finale. And but before I did that, you know, I had to go to work and I, you know, first thing that pops up in my feed reader is goddamn um this person, this leader of the Underground Railroad <laughs> will appear on WGN's Underground. I'm like, goddamn. Wait, will appear? They didn't even wait till the show aired it was like no, no, I mean, I mean it had already it had aired I just hadn't gotten to see it yet because I'm I had to wait a day see this is when you put spoiler in the headline not who it was but okay okay but underground had a surprise you know for um, viewers last night spoilers <laughs> <laughs> okay that's the least you can do but anyway <laughs> Lord, let me actually get to <laughs> I'm just sorry. This gets on my nerve. Um, this is a spoiler, so... Well, we said we spoil shit for Underground anyway. Yeah. Let, we already gave you spoiler our spoiler alert. <laughs> See? That's how you do it. Damn it. Anyway. <laughs> Harriet Tubman has been cast on WGN's Underground... It will be played. She, the character, will be played by Aisha Hines. Um, you may know her from Dollhouse. You may know her from Under the Dome. Um, she's been in a lot of other TV shows. She's a very striking um, uh, black woman with um, either bald or you know close cropped hair. Um, so um, she's going to play Harriet Tubman on Underground, which um, uh, was spoiled by uh, Shadow and Act. I mean, was reported by Shadow and Act um, this week. And, um, you know, uh, people are happy about that because it will increase the number of dark-skinned actresses that will be on the show. People... Uh, do seem to forget about Pearlie May <laughs> oh, yeah. um, that she was on the show um, and played very well by a dark skinned actress um, <laughs> but people have conveniently forgot about her um, and say that, that you know some people think that this is the first dark skinned actress to be on the show and I'm like no but anyway um so congratulations to Aisha Hines and um, can't wait to see Underground again because it's going to be good and I need them to to go and find Noah um, real quick. <laughs> yeah. But it's fine ass. All right. Um, Aisha Hines, we give you a scream! <laughs> Stop spoiling shit, Shadow and Act. Um. <laughs> okay, now from the screen to the stage. Uh, it was reported this past week that Jennifer Holliday 
is going to join the cast of The Color Purple. And she will be playing Suge Avery. And that was the role that was originally done by Jennifer Hudson. But then oh. Jennifer Hudson left and she was replaced by Heather Headley. The Heather Headley mm-hmm. um, is also leaving the show now. And it's just, this is interesting because, in case you didn't know, Jennifer Holliday originated the role of Effie White in Dreamgirls um, in her yes. 80s. And that's the role that Jennifer Hudson won an Oscar for in the film adaptation. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. So that's, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a great flip. But anyway. That's yeah, it really is. I mean, that, they, they just have this really interesting convergence of their of their lives. But hey, um, I'm like, if anybody can play Suge Avery, anybody can got that voice. Jennifer Holiday. I mean, if you've never heard her sing, and I am telling you, I'm not going. What is your life? That is a religious experience. Get your life. Yes. And listen to that. Look it up on YouTube. Yeah. And just because no version of it compares to hers. Jennifer Hudson was trying to live up to Jennifer Holiday's version of it. Yeah. In the movie. So um, I can't wait to hear. I mean, I, I just wish I could hear her sing. What's that song that Shaggy sings in, in the movie? Sister, you've been on my mind. Oh, yeah. Sister, that's going to be good. Yeah. She's going to she's gonna turn that out. Yeah. Um, so to Jennifer Holiday, um, congratulations on this new role. And. Um, so, back to TV, um, writer and, um, producer Mara Brock McKeel and her husband Sully McKeel are bringing a romantic comedy to ABC. Um, the show is called Documenting Love, Gossip, Gossip got a contract for pilot production, a commitment for pilot production. So um, this will be the first sale under their year deal with Warner Brothers TV that started in May. And um, so it's it's good to see a um, romantic comedy uh, on TV, um, hopefully with uh, black leads. Yes. And um, that's kind of their MO. They have done a lot of sitcoms with uh, black leads, including Girlfriends and The Game. And um, they recently moved into drama with Being Mary Jane. Yes. And now they're with ABC, who, as we all know, has a new black woman president. And just <laughs> all kind of... Just, just black women all up and through um, the executive um, part of ABC now. And, um, you know, I think we have um, Shonda to thank for that um, indirectly. Um, so um, it's, it, we're going to see more more black people on, on network TV. And it won't be Fox, so... 
you know, it may have a chance of getting through a whole season. Who knows? <laughs> Knock on wood. So, <laughs> to Mara Brock Keel, we give a probably you've probably you've probably you've probably playing 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 married and mass super mass super mass superman home and home and home and home because she says she says she says she's interest 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 and oh yeah there's not much yeah there's not much more to that but if you've been on social media then you know the racist had a few things to say about it because for some reason they didn't realize black people could be redhead but we all know that was really just a cover for them not <laughs> wanting to say that they didn't want her playing her because she's black but you know what so you know. basically <laughs> um, I think it was funny because um, when you know when uh, she was first announced as being part of the cast of Spider-Man Homecoming. Mm-hmm. They didn't say what her character was. Yeah. Or they, or they gave her some some weird name, some name that wasn't in canon. They said she's going to be playing somebody named Michelle or some, some other name yeah. that started with an M. I was like, okay. But everybody, you know, everybody kind of suspected that she was going to be playing Mary Jane or at least hoped that she would. So I figure that they did that in part to kind of protect her from from some of this. Yeah. Um, which I appreciate. And yeah. I wish that, you know, I wish that it didn't have to happen. But, you know, if since it does, I'm glad that people, you know, tried to do it. But um, I guess, um, you know, by the time that San Diego Comic-Con came along, um you know, they probably had to start, you know, letting people know. Yeah. She's not going to be some random chick in the movie. She's, she's going to be one of the iconic characters. She's and the uh, lead. Yeah. So, um, you know, this is, uh, it's not changing, so haters just going to have to get used to it. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> And if you've seen any of the videos online of uh, Zendaya dancing with um, Tom Holland yeah. to play Peter Parker yeah. slash Spider-Man, they're really cute videos. Yeah. They're developing, they're spending time together and developing chemistry, and we'll probably, you know, see that on the screen. Yeah, and I'm like, the thing yeah. is, though, they're kids. They're both kids. Yeah, because it's like Spider-Man was intentionally made to be, you know, a teenager, and he's been being played by thirty-year-olds for mm-hmm. like the past ten, you know, fifteen years. But I don't think anybody had anything to say about that. So I'm like, <laughs> they're being played by two nineteen-year-olds now. So you know what? This is actually closer to, you know, the the original intention of Spider-Man, and it's like people are saying. Which part of um, New York is he from? It's like from Queens or like the Bronx or something. Yeah, because yeah, they said those places are already diverse anyway. So if you're looking at all white, you know, people in Spider-Man universe, you're already wrong. Yeah. It's New York. I mean, yeah, exactly. 
it's New York in the 2000s. It's just totally fine. Um, I mean, if we were talking about Captain America in Brooklyn um, in the 2000s, then, you know, with all the gentrification, yeah, it's mighty white. But still, you're going to have some black people, you know, trying to hold on to their homes. Exactly. Uh, so, anyway, we're getting off topic. But, um, yeah, I know. Naya. Yeah, congratulations. Congratulations. And... And she's not the only um, black woman in the in the cast, so that's great. I hope they're friends. And, yeah, and I hope you know. I'm just glad that you know, for once, um, one of these Marvel movies will be truly diverse. Um, yep. And not just a whole bunch of white people in one yep. <laughs> one brown person. Exactly. Um, Right. So, so um, last uh, article we want to talk about is Chris Summer um, talks to Fusion.net about diversity in animation and also about the idea of the carefree black girl. And this is, you know, the title of the article was a bit misleading because they said she was talking about the myth of the carefree black girl, and um, you know, don't let the don't let the misleading uh, headline piss you off and keep you from reading the article. Yeah, like it almost did to me. Yeah, but um, <laughs> because there are um, there are some great pictures of Cree with her children. Um, her daughter is named Hero and Brave, which is just awesome. Yeah. Um, there's pictures of her with the cast of A Different World, you know, with Kadeem Hardison and Jasmine Guy and Lisa Bonet. Uh, and so it's worth it just for that. But also, um, this is what she had to say about carefree black girls. Um, she says, quote, I don't know a single black girl who's carefree because it ain't easy being a girl of color, period. God, I wish we were carefree. A lot of political things would have to dramatically change in this planet for a woman of color to be carefree. Girl, preach. Um, but I think what they mean by that is more of an aware black girl. The more conscious you are, maybe the less cares you have, and maybe the more cares you have as well. It kind of goes hand in hand. Self-awareness and more self-love and also the ability to care for other black women. It has something to, to do with being politically aware of where you stand on this planet. And I think it has to do with not accepting the definition that's been given to you by designing yourself. I've always been a loudmouth that way. I've always been proud to be different. I've always stood out like a sore thumb, and I've I always have not given a damn. End quote. <laughs> yes. So you know everybody's definition of carefree black girls is different. Yeah. So depending on the definition, you might want to call you might call it a myth. You might call it you know something to aspire to, um, whatever. Um, but I'm glad that, you know, she, uh, explained herself and, 
you know, it's it's worth it to to read that and think about that um, in in a different way. Yeah. And um, she also talks about her her girl gang. Support your local black girl women. Gang. Yeah. Yes. She talks about her girl gang and how you know she her group of uh, black women. Um, it's just so powerful to have those uh, people in her life that support her and um, and um, just make her feel good. Um, she she goes on to tell people um, that um, every woman's girl gang should consist of uh, girls that make you feel good about yourself um, and uh, uh, that girlfriends that reflect back to you how strong you are, how funny you are, how fine you are, how powerful you are. Um, she, she says that, you know, if anybody knows how to be friends, it's black yes. women. We have been enslaved and had to care for each other and each other's babies and pick each other up in so many powerful ways. We know to take care of each other. We know how to be friends. Don't buy the lies. So this is a really good interview. And, um, you know, just get past the misleading title. Yeah. And enjoy it because Cree is a cool lady. Yeah. This was just a really, really wonderful, surprising, bright spot. Yeah, I looked at that headline, too, and I'm like, oh, please don't let her be on some BS about, you know, there's no such thing as Carefree Black Girl. But when she explains why she feels that way, it makes perfect sense. And everything she just says, she just nailed so much stuff. So, yeah. So, so bless her. Yes. And bless little hero and brave. I love those names. Um Oh my gosh. Anyway, um, so to all of those beautiful black girls, we give a scream! Ah. Ah. Yeah, let me sit back with some popcorn. No, uh, you gotta help me with this. (laughs) Because if I do this alone... You know, that's an hour <laughs> by itself. Okay. Okay. Last week, we didn't have Catch the Fade. This week, we got to have it because the harassment of Leslie Jones continues. You thought it was over with the Twitter thing when she, when, when jerks um, and trollers, you know, were so terrible and racist and hateful. You know, she left Twitter, and then she rejoined. She wasn't going like, to let them win. Um, she rejoined, and then she started, you know, tweeting about the Olympics and whatnot. And um, then this week, uh, somebody hacked her website and released uh, nude photos of her. And... It's like, when you know, let this black woman be. Let her live her life. But why are you targeting her out of all the out of all the people that starred in the the 
female um, version of Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. Um, you attack her. We know why. We know why. And it has nothing to do with Ghostbusters. It has nothing to do with men's rights activists having problems with um, these women, you know, you know, taking my childhood or whatever. Um, has everything to do with anti-blackness and misogynoir and um, uh, the the policies that started to be put in place um, after um, Leslie Jones left Twitter and then came back. Um, they started to. Um, give um, verified users more security options. Um, and, and now, with this hack of her website, the FBI is getting involved. And um, so, which is good, but, you know, you got to notice who's been silent this whole time, and that's yep. all of her co-stars um, the director of the movie Ghostbusters, none of them have said shit to support her or to denounce these people um, who are, you know, just trying to, to um, you know, damage her calm and, you know, uh, attack her. Um, so, you know, that that's... That's telling, very telling. Um, also silent are all the white feminist fangirls that um, defend um, any other wo- any other woman, well, any other white woman def- who's attacked in the press. Look, they defended Donald Trump because of those uh, statues that went up in places because you know those statues went up. This supposed to be him naked, you know, with a with a micro penis, and they defended him on that. But I have not seen any of them defend Leslie Jones. Okay, fuck that guy. He doesn't need anybody defending him. He's got David Duke and other white supremacists on his side. So um, if you are defending him in any way, in any way at all. You're automatically my enemy. Fuck you. You can catch the fate. And, um... So, yeah. So, all of these people that were even... That continued to to defend Volta Swift after she got exposed, um... Uh, you know, fuck these people that don't have shit to say about Leslie Jones. Um, fuck all y'all. Yeah. Y'all catch the fade. Um, and, and make no mistake, this is a hate crime. It is a hate mm-hmm. crime. It's not people calling you out for being a horrible person that you are. She did absolutely nothing. Even if she had done something, she does not, des- she, nobody deserves to have their privacy and that type of invaded. invaded like that. You just don't. Okay, and I, I mean, just to to show you the level of why this is a hate crime. I mean, when other people get 
get hacked, when other people's accounts get hacked. There was a sort of famous uh, British actor whose Instagram account got hacked mm-hmm. the other day. Um, all that eh, all that happened to him was, you know, somebody put weird pictures and weird weird comments on his Instagram. Yeah. It wasn't a whole bunch of hate. Yeah. It wasn't a whole bunch of personal attacks on the, on their looks or their or whatever. Um, not not anywhere close to the level of personal attacks and invasion of privacy that has happened to Leslie Jones. Thank you. Um, even when Volda Swift got um, when people were putting snakes all over her um, Instagram and Instagram. You know, quickly deleted all those comments. Exactly, Instagram itself and locked shit down to protect her. Um, none of that was on the level of the the hatred and the vitriol that has been thrown at Leslie Jones. So you can you can see the double standard. It's like. I mean, she's being she's being attacked just for who she is. Just how dare she be successful? How how dare she be, you know, funny and ha- how dare she be happy? She's black. Yeah. And dark skin. Yep. The nerve! How dare you? Those types of people aren't supposed to be happy. Exactly. So we gotta go and try to do what we can in our limited power to. Oh, God, it's just gross. It's just disgusting. And fuck anybody that has anything to say to defend any of that. And everybody who's being like, oh, but she's going to be strong and get through this. Fuck you, too. Yeah. I mean, if somebody was doing this shit to you, and people said, oh, you just got to be strong, what would you say to them? Fuck that shit. She has feelings like a human being. She's allowed she to be in them. Newsflash, she is a human being. Thank you. If you want to talk about myths, let's talk about the myth of the strong black woman. That's a myth. Because even the strongest black women still were vulnerable. They had emotions. They had... You know, they got hurt. This stuff is hurtful. They're intending to hurt. Yep. They they really just want her to go away. I mean, they really just want her to go away. They, they wanted her to go away the first time, and she didn't. That's why this happened. And then she came back, and she's squeeing all over um, these athletes at the Olympics and having the time of her life. And so then, now her 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 website has to get hacked, and nude photos released. It's like and her personal like, information, like her passport and stuff, and driver's license yeah. and shit, like you know, with like her address and stuff on it. Jeez, this is what is wrong with y'all? Y'all can't stand for a black girl to be happy. That's sick. It really is. I mean. 
it's twisted and sick. Like, this has nothing to do with you. Leave this woman alone. Anyway. Mm. So, an eternal fuck you to everybody harassing and hacking Leslie, Leslie Jones. Yeah. Um, fuck you, I don't forgive you, and I will not yeah. forget. But, uh, but I am going to give a shout out to the ones who started the hashtag black man for Leslie Jones because I have never seen shit like that before in my life. I swear I haven't. Girl, this is news to me. Oh, Tell me more. Oh, there was a, a hashtag um, black man. It was either like black men support Leslie Jones or black men for Leslie Jones and they showed support for her. Wow. For the first time in ever. Thank you. So I'm like, yeah, I'm so yeah, I'm I'm giving y'all credit for that, because <laughs> that shout out to John Boyega, he was one of the first, yeah, first the men I saw to um, lend support to her, yeah, because he's a sweetie pie, yeah, but you know, gotta I gotta say, very happy to see black men specifically, you know, say no, okay, we're gonna support her and we're not gonna let y'all, you know, harass her like this, and so yeah. <laughs> More of that in the future, please. Yes, please. Every day and all day, um, please. Yeah. Um. Right. So yeah, that's catch the fade. Now let's get back to some happy shit. Yes. Um, our squeak queens. First and foremost, we're gonna uh, we have to nominate Miss Leslie Jones. Um, Queen of the Olympics, <laughs> super fans. Um, I wanted to nominate Normani Corday, who is a singer in the group Fifth Harmony, who has also um, been attacked on Twitter. Yeah. So much so that she left the site. And coincidence, she happens to be a dark skinned black woman. Yeah, and her uh, bandmates, I don't think, actually said anything in support of her when she got attacked. <laughs> nice. Good. You notice that never happens? Yeah. Just, I don't know. Hmm. Candace Patton gets attacked on, on Twitter. None of her castmates defend her. I don't know. Um, Kat Graham gets attacked on Twitter. Castmates don't defend her. It's like a pattern or something, you know? Mm, I, yeah, I wonder what they have in common. I know. That's just, wow. Hmm. I mean, we can go on and on and on. But. Yeah. But when something happens to one of these, one of these white chicks, we're all supposed to band together and be, you know, and. And take one for the sisterhood. Feminism. Fuck. Yeah. Fuck. Fuck. Support all girls. Anyway, um, Normandy, she is gorgeous and talented. Yeah. Like, seriously, gorgeous and talented. Yeah. And she's, I nominate her, one of the squeak queens. Yeah. And speaking of gorgeous and talented, Miss Tika Sumter. Uh, just nominating her. She's um, starring in the uh, newly released movie Southside in You. Yay! 
where she plays First Lady Michelle Obama. Since this is set back in during the first date between her and future President Barack Obama. Yeah. Um, it's just it's just lovely. Just lovely that she gets to play this role. And she's she's heavily pregnant right now. Oh yeah. And just <laughs> lovely as ever. Just yeah. like just gorgeous. Um so uh squee out to her. And you wanna take these last two? Okay, my squee queens are my friends, Crystal Sanders and Maria Jackson. The reason they are my squeak queens this week is because they are both uh, participating in charitable events coming up. Uh, Crystal is going to be doing the AIDS Walk in Chicago. I think that's happening in October, and so she's raising a little money uh, for that walk there. And Maria, you may know her as one of the lovely ladies behind Nerdgasm Noir Network, She's raising money for children, uh, I think, with cancer. And what she's going to do, if she can raise um, her money, then her team gets to go to Houston, and she will have her head shaved. And if you know Maria, she always has this beautiful head of hair. You know, her style is... She is so stylish on her hair. I mean, the colors, the cuts, and all of it. And so for her to be in this, like, yeah, I'll shave my head for um, to raise money for this, this is a commitment. So I'm very proud of both of these ladies. And I, if you can support them in these endeavors, they still have some time to raise um, funds for their causes. I encourage you to go and check them out. Great. So those are our squeak queens. Thank you to all those ladies. And now for a special. <laughs> this week, that print. Take it away, Inda. Okay, so recently I finally decided to check out the show Killjoys. And, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a good show. It's a decent show. It's very entertaining. I love the pacing of it. And I, I, I'm starting to like the characters. So I got about to episode five, I believe, and there came at some point this vision on my screen. His name is, I hope I say it correctly, is Sean Bayek, and he plays the character Fancy Lee on Killjoys. He's not a regular, but he's a recurring character, and the man is gorgeous. Oh, he is gorgeous, and I love Fancy Lee's character because he just straight has an attitude. He's kind of admittedly to um, admittedly he's an asshole, and I just love that type. And he had me at this really really good line that he had. It's like I can, I may be pretty, but I can do math. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> and uh, I just. So every once in a while, I'll just tweet off my ass and, you know, say uh, different things. And, well, the other day, I got a reply from Sean Bayek himself. Only thing I put was, I swear, Killjoys gets better exponentially when Fancy Lee gets on screen. And his reply, you are what people call a sweetie pie. 
Thanks muchly for your kind, warm thought and love for Killjoys. <laughs> it took everything in my being <laughs> to not just tweet back at that man. No, you're the sweetie pie. You're the sweetie pie. Because that was just, I, I love when people know how to use their social media like that and know how to engage with their audience. And he just made a fan for life. I mean, not just yeah, not just because he's gorgeous, because <laughs> he is. But <laughs> Sean Bike, that made your whole day. You were like, yes, <laughs> my whole day was made. <laughs> you were like messaging me like, look, look at this. Look at this. <laughs> just like, uh, y'all, this happened. <laughs> I was telling you to get up in the DMs, but no. You gotta be all respectful <laughs> Respectful <laughs> Girl Look at this man He is like He's like so far out of my league It's a different planet I don't give a <laughs> But y'all He is just oh, He's gorgeous He's just such a good looking dude At least All you had to do was slide slide them digits in the DMs. <laughs> Didn't have to put no message around it. Just, <laughs> just put a, just some random numbers that happen to be your phone number. <laughs> oh. oh, man. But yeah, I caught up on Killjoys last night, too, because uh, it comes on Fridays, and I was just like, is he going to show up in this episode? Please show up in the episode. Please show up in the episode. And of course, <sighs> not much, not long, but hey, he was there. And I'm like, thank you. That's all I wanted. You can get some more if you win it anyway. Why if you ain't why if you ain't why if you ain't why if you ain't watching anything or anything or anything or anything look at them look at them look at them this 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 <sighs> so um anything you have to anything else you have to say about that print? Uh I'm gonna say it, I'm gonna say it, I'm gonna say it, I'm gonna always fully he's always fully he's always fully he's always fully dressed but 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 at the at the at the at the print like five nine like five nine like five nine like five nine he's like five he's like five he's like five he's like five foot he 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 I'm curious what's going on I believe in the print yes me a shout out to everybody, all the fine men on television. We need you all to wear tight pants. <laughs> for the sake of the show, for the sake of the segment. Oh, he, he actually has a really, tight, really tight. awesome um, outfit that he usually wears because he has a specific uh, costume and like I said, it's, it's, it leaves a lot to the imagination, but it looks good on him. But then again, I, don't, I can imagine not much not looking good on him anyway. But oh God, <laughs> that just—I'm totally all about Killjoys now because because of this dude. Look at him! 
<laughs> he's got a he's got a beard. Oh god, there it is. It's a wrap. That's it. He's got a beard. I find a man with a beard. That's it. That's all you need. He's got a beard and he can play an asshole, but he's actually sweet in real life. Come on now, get you a man who can do both. You. Bye. Look. That is at in this corner. I n d a s c o r n e r on Twitter. That is Sean Bike on Twitter. <laughs> Girl, don't give other people Twitter. <laughs> but if I bring other people to watch Killjoys, maybe I'm gonna just play it. <laughs> if you do, then you really do need it. Anyway, um, woman's vocab. Okay, all right. Woman is vocab. Today's woman is vocab term is revenge porn. Revenge porn is a form of online harassment in which a person posts or threatens to post intimate property, usually explicit photos, of a person online. This form of harassment usually occurs with exes or other persons with access to this property. Furthermore, this is a type of harassment that mostly occurs toward women by men. Not to say that it can't happen any other way. But that is revenge porn. And that's just... Man, is there no end to the ways that men are just gross toward women? No. They God. invent new ways. They really do. It's, uh, so tired. Why do I have to be attracted to <laughs> Girl... Girl, I'm so gross. I'm like, is there at least one of you who isn't just a complete waste of space that you know I can just be happy with for you know five minutes or so? Because all of y'all are just brought every hunter. Oh yeah, yeah. Just Sean Blake. <coughs> yeah, yeah. John Blake. Yeah. Okay. John Cho. That's a... True. True. Um, But that's still... That's not even a handful yet. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that's a... We can count all, y'all. We can count... And still have fingers left. So, um... Do better. Yeah. Just do better. Ooh. All right, then. episode's Black Girl Commandment is always remember your humanity. You don't have to be strong all the time. Yes. Yeah. Always remember it. Even when most of the world forgets, always remember your humanity. So, with that, just want to remind you that our contact info is at Black Girl Squee. That's if you want to uh, contact both of us on our podcast Twitter. Um, Inda's personal Twitter is Inda's Corner, <laughs> as I already spelled out for you. Uh, mine is Thus Daughter, as in Daughters of the Dust, which will be in theater starting November 18th. Yay! Um, 
Our Tumblr is blackgirlsquee.tumblr.com. If you want to email us, you can hit us up at blackgirlsquee at gmail.com. Um, we're also on iTunes. Please rate and review um, and let people know if you like the show. And uh, you can also listen to us on Simplecast at blackgirlsquee.simplecast.fm. And if you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes or um, fill out our listener survey. So, on behalf of Indette and myself, we'll uh, see you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.